Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Amy White, who is a nutrition consultant and health and lifestyle coach. So Amy, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, yeah, excited to have you on the show. So we like to hop right in. If you could start just by telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the stuff you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay, so I am... Uh, let's see, I'm in my mid fifties. I had a whole kind of lifestyle shift right around when I was 37, which was when I was probably at my worst. Um, and I decided that I wasn't ready to spend the rest of my life feeling terrible and kind of getting worse as I aged. So made the effort to figure out how to change that and was successful. So that was sort of when I went to nutrition school and got my master's degree in nutrition. So everything shifted. So better at 55 than I was at 37. Um, Exercise, so what do I like to do? I love to lift weights and I have since I was 18. Um, I hike with my husband, we bike, mountain bike. Um, I love to go to the beach. And I, oddly enough, I really like to cook, not all the time, but when I'm inspired, I do like to cook. So often people, I think when you're a nutritionist, they think that's all you do is cook. And I would say, I'm like everybody else. The last thing I want to do is spend hours in my kitchen every day. Uh, So I probably, I probably pick two days a week that I cook for real. And then the rest of the week we do leftovers and kind of quicker food and, you know, but I do like it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cooking is, I love eating. Yeah, me too. (laughs) cooking it isn't quite my forte, but um, yeah, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your work history and what led to you, what you did before a nutrition consultant and health and lifestyle coach and kind of what led you into that? Uh, Well, I've done many things. So when I got out of college, I was a graphic designer. Um, And so I worked for a company doing that. And then I had my children. And so when I had my second child, I ended up staying home And I was, I really missed my computer. So I started my own web design business. So I did that. And then my husband, uh, we ended up moving. We were from New England, from Boston. We ended up moving to Chicago. So that's when I stopped my web design business. And my kids at this point were teenagers and my daughter was getting ready to go away to college and she had gut issues. And we went the traditional route, gastroenterologist, all that stuff. And they really couldn't help. So we kind of had to figure that out on our own. So this is right about the same time that I thought, okay, now I'm going to be 40. And I was already bad at 37. People tell me it's going to get worse when you're 40. And so I was trying to do all the right things for me, you know, follow the food guidelines and all that stuff and buckle down and things did not get better for me. They got worse, but this is when I went to nutrition school to figure out my daughter's gut And at that exact same time, I was able to sort of understand what was going on with my body and why I was tired and why I was cranky and why I was hangry. Like I was just hungry and angry all the time, why I was putting on extra weight and I couldn't lose the weight, you know, all all the things. 
Um, and it's just, you know, it came to be a, I realized it's just a communication problem, foods information. I wasn't giving my body the information that I wanted it to have. I was giving it information that I thought was the right thing that I thought was telling my body, let's sleep great. Let's have good energy. Let's not like crave sugar, you know, all the stuff. And in fact, I was doing the exact opposite. So the way I was eating was in fact, telling my body, we need to sit very still. We need to make sure we don't move much. Let's conserve all the fuel energy that we, that comes into the body. Um, you know, uh, it is just, so anyway, once I learned what, what I was actually telling my body, then I was able to change that story. And that's when things started to shift for me. Awesome. So. Awesome. Food is information. I've mm. never heard it like that. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And now you can remember that for the rest of your life and it'll make a difference. Absolutely. Do you have a, do you have a book that you've written? That I can read? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of course material and a no book, no book. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your motivation and what keeps you going day to day in your life. So for me, it was that big shift, right? I was getting now at this point, I was heading into my mid forties and things were starting to shift and I was actually starting to feel better. And then I started feeling better and better. And then friends of mine who were my age, maybe a little younger, some a little older, were kind of like asking questions. And so I, you know, and it was exciting to me because I'm like, you can feel great. You know, people, I would see people, I don't want to, you know, I don't jump on people if I see them and I think, you know, I don't do that. But if someone asks me, I'm happy to dive in with them and go, yeah, let's figure this out. So um, for me, it was just, I realized that it, I see so many people who are so uncomfortable. They don't move well. They're exhausted. They just feel terrible. They don't like themselves. And I was just, you know, the fact that I could see the, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and go, you don't have to live that way is very inspiring to me. So I want people to recognize that you can actually feel better, look better in your fifties than you did in your forties or even maybe in your thirties. Um, you definitely can shift better. And I expect to look better or feel better if you look better, you know, even as I approach 60, you know, my, that's my goal. It's once you understand how to communicate with your body, your body is always going to start to move toward optimal. So if you're giving your body what it actually requires, there's nothing stopping you. You're just going to continue to get better. So I, for example, I do a 12 week program and the women that start in my program, um, they really do this major shift about food and how they feel. And then starting to recognize what feels good. And once you remember how good feels, feeling less than that is not acceptable. So, but you know, we do 12 weeks together and I want them to be able to be at the end of 12 weeks. I don't want them to want me or need me. I want them to know exactly what they need to do for themselves. And for the most part they do, but a lot of people like to stay on and continue to do kind of a monthly call with me. So I'm able to keep track of a lot of the people that I've worked with. And so, you know, they may come into my program thinking, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds, but you know what, at the end of a year, I'm thinking of one person in particular, you know, she's down 45 pounds because once her body started shifting, she didn't, it was just, she's just doing the right stuff. And her body's just like, well, we're just going to keep getting better and better. You know, there was no finish line. There is no finish line. You just, you feel good and you get, you know, it just gets easier. The better you feel, the easier it all gets. Gotcha. And so just curious, is it like 
different for each individual or they're pretty cookie cutter like diets and methods to like get the training? So everybody's a little bit different, but I always think of everything as this funnel. And I always start up here with the broad strokes. So broad strokes for everyone is let's examine how much sugar do you have in your diet? Really, what, what are you eating? What are you telling your body? What's the story you're telling your body? What food are you eating? And then what's going on? So that's a broad stroke. So then we want to just get rid of all the inflammatory foods, the things that are most common inflammatory foods. So we're going to try to cut back on the sugars, be that you know, regular sugar, candy, ice cream, cookies, but also carbohydrates, you know, high, you know, sugar foods, high in carbohydrate. So a lot of people come in thinking I'm, I'm not addicted to sugar. I'm good. I don't even like sugar, but very quickly start to realize that their entire diet revolve is the foundation is sugar because they do. They're just kind of a carboholic versus a sugar, uh, you know, um, addict. So once we kind of remove the oatmeal that they start their day with or the fruit smoothie, you know, they're just shooting up like this. So their blood sugar is going sky high. And then the only, it just, it'll come crashing down. So what you do when you're kind of living on sugar is you create these spikes and these dips. So you never hit sort of a normal healthy level of blood, blood sugar. It's always way too high or way too low. And so you feel when it crashes, you feel terrible. So anyway, we work on that. And so that's the first thing. And then everybody can kind of then evaluate, you know, what else is going on? How else do you feel? What else is happening? Um, and so we work on other things. But, you know, sometimes people have to fall pretty far down the funnel. You know, if somebody has an imbalance in their gut microbiome, maybe small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or candida, um, then those are things you have to address. But I'll tell you what, most people get better just here at the top, just by sort of clearing those muddy waters and getting that kind of garbage food out and learning how to eat real whole foods and feeling really satisfied and full. So there's no deprivation. There's no hunger. We don't do that. You know, I, we transition off of sugars. We don't just like go, oh, I'm not eating sugar. No, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's transitions. We, we move move away from the sugar, but we use other things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. And so you're telling me I shouldn't drink fruit smoothies in the morning. Well, again, <laughs> age is a factor, but I would say that, uh, if you could add some protein to that fruit smoothie, that's going to be better than just a straight fruit smoothie. So you always want to prioritize the protein, uh, it doesn't, I don't care how old you are, you want to prioritize the protein. So focus on the protein and then your fruits and your vegetables and your beans and your starches. That's all the fun food. So prioritize the protein and then you will actually need less of the fun food because you will be, your body has an off button. Can you hear? I'm so sorry. My dog is like trying to tear down my door. <laughs> oh, you're all good. You're all okay, good. good. Um, so I always tell people like if you, so you're, you're not feeding your stomach, you're feeding every cell in your body. So when you eat a steak, every cell in your body is getting what it needs, all the nutrients. The steak is like a multivitamin. Now, if you instead decide, I don't have time to make a steak or I'm not going to eat that, you know, whatever, and you go and grab the potato chips, your body's kind of like, again, okay, there's a little bit of nutrition in those potato chips, like a really little bit. But your body's thinking, if this is what we're going to do, well, then we're going to need to bring it. So we're going to need like, six bags of potato chips. Um, so it's none of that. Um, oh God, sorry. Um, 
Um, so it's none of that. You just, that's why we overeat. So if you're eating energy dense foods, so foods high in calories, high in fat, very low in nutrients, you're going to need to overeat. Your body's not going to get satisfied and it's going to ask you to keep feeding it. If you eat uh, scrambled eggs and steak and chicken and pork chops, your body's going to be like, thank you very much. I'm done. I can talk to you in four or five hours. And that's really what you want because then you're actually going to eat less without even trying. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, I'm a big meat guy, so I'm happy to hear Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) People always are nervous to talk to me. And then I'm like, well, what about bacon with those eggs? And they're like, I can eat bacon. I'm like, yes, you could. (laughs) Awesome. Just curious, is how you cook the meat essential? You know, again, so there's, there's the macro stuff and then there's the micro stuff. So I'm always, again, top of the funnel macro, right? So what are we doing up here? We're going to prioritize the protein. Do I care if you're getting grass-fed meat? Not really. I mean, as we come down the funnel and you're getting better and better and feeling better and things just seem easier to you and you have more energy and time, well then, yeah, maybe now you can start shopping around and see if you can find grass-fed meats. So there's always a hierarchy of choices. So yes, local grass-fed, game meats even better, you know, but is that gonna, if you can't have that, does that mean don't even try? No. It means go ahead, buy cold cuts if you need to, Um, you know, and then again, in the cold cut category, the deli meats, there's going to be better and worse. So as you get feeling better, you can start kind of looking more at the ingredients and going, oh, well now, wait a second. I only want organic or I only want low sodium or, and I don't recommend low sodium, but anyway, um, so again, macro, let's just start by prioritizing the protein. And then you can start to get a little more micro about exactly what you want and, you know, what you will eat, what you won't eat, what the ingredients are, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so what is your protein of choice for lunch? Oh, well, my protein of choice for lunch is going to be a ribeye steak. Um, and I don't care. I kid you not. That's probably my protein of choice for breakfast too. Cause I usually don't eat my first meal until between 10 and 11, but I can make a steak in my cast iron in six minutes. So it's so fast, right? So you just, you know, you sear it and it's fast. I'm not going to eat a well-done steak. So it's you know medium to rare, probably more rare. So it's fast. So to me, that's a really quick, quick, hearty meal. And that will, I, that will hold me for you know, probably till dinner if I eat like at 11, but uh, on any given day, I'm going to have, if I don't have any steaks, then I will have, um, I always have a salad uh, mixed up in my refrigerator. So I'll have salad with some cottage cheese and um, whatever meat we had for dinner. So whatever we have left over is chicken, um, pulled pork, um, ribeye or uh, burgers. We do a lot, excuse me, we do a lot of burgers. And so we always make you know, we never make less than nine burgers at a time. So we always have extra in the refrigerator. That's epic. So, so that's what we do. So we always have leftover meat in the refrigerator. Yeah. So you're eating meat with every meal, huh? Yeah. And if, it, and if I don't have anything, I'm going to have eggs. So I'll have, and I like my eggs fried and I just do a little bit of olive oil and fry them. So I even just use a spray, just a f- olive oil spray but I'll just fry the eggs. So I can eat a lot of scrambled eggs, but if I fry the eggs or I boil the eggs, I will only eat like three or four, but I could probably eat eight if I scramble them. That's what, dude, 
I go through six scrambled eggs now and I'm like, okay, I could eat six more. <laughs> right. So try frying them or boiling them and you'll find that they're way more filling. It's, gotcha. it's a weird phenomenon. And I'm not the only one who's talked about this. So it's awesome. weird. Awesome. Love it. Well, let's go into your dreams and goals. Now tell us your vision for both your life and your health coaching nutritionist business. Yeah, that's tough because it's my, I am so lucky because my life and my business really are intertwined and my family has really allowed me to do that. Like, it's just, it's part of who I am. And so they are always ready to like try new recipes. You know, if I think there's a supplement we should all be taking, they're all like, okay, you know, we'll take that. And so they're very um, interested in what I'm doing and uh, sharing in that which is nice. So for me, I think, you know, going forward, I, I guess I just, um, I, I run my group program a couple of times a year. And I think that I just want to keep doing that and trying to reach more and more people kind of hitting that 50 or above age and just spreading the word that this is, this is like your second childhood. And you want it, you just want to dive in and you want it to be better than your first childhood. You know, the responsibilities are pretty much mostly over, you know, you're at a place in your life where you have time, you're the one calling the shots, you know, you get to make the rules. So you might as well feel good. So it's this difference between being reactive and being creative. So somebody who's reactive kind of lets life pull them along, right? So they're always reacting. Oh, I've gained 10 pounds. I need to go on a diet. Oh, I have a wedding coming up. I better, you know, starve myself or oh, whatever it is, you know, oh, I have this new condition. I need a new pill from the doctor. So it's very reactive, right? It's just let stuff happen to you. And then you try to figure out how to deal with it. So you're, you're not really living, you're kind of existing. Whereas if you can be creative, you're very intentional about what you're doing and what you want. And so all of a sudden now you're like, well, I want to do things so I don't have to go on a prescri prescription medication. I want to do things so that I'm not stiff and sore so that I can go hiking. I, you know, so you start making choices based on what it is you actually want. I think a lot of people feel so disempowered that they don't realize that you can start today. You know, you don't have to think, oh, it's, you know, it's too late. It's not too late. My mother started lifting weights at 85, you know, come on. It's not too late. So anyway, that's sort of my approach. It's kind of like just spreading that word and trying to get people excited about taking responsibility for how they feel and being like, you know, you're the only one who really cares how you feel. Nobody cares as much as you do. Nobody wants it as much as you do. Uh, even my clients. I mean, I can say to them, I don't want it as much as you want it. I can't. You have to want it the most. So trying to get people excited about that, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And so I know you kind of took the first step towards your nutrition journey because of your daughter's gut issues, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. And I also how you were feeling. Well, yeah, my, what, how I was feeling, I thought I was doing the right things. I thought that the American food guidelines, that was it. I was dialing it in. Even after two years, I just was like, I just need to do it better. I need to hit it harder because it's clearly not working. So I'm doing something wrong, right? So it was my fault. I'm doing something wrong. But really, it was the information wasn't right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. Well, if you could meet one type of person right now, that would help mm -hmm. you take the next step in really getting that message out there, out there to the 
people who are 50 plus and you want to yeah. get them taking ownership, who would that person be and how would they do it? That is such a hard question. I, um, I don't, it, it'd have to be some sort of celebrity, right? To me, it would have to be somebody in the public eye who that person is. I'm not sure. Um, you know, is it, uh, would it be a political person? Would it be an entertainment person? Um, I, I'm not really sure, but there's plenty of people in the entertainment industry who are kind of doing this older people in the industry. Um, I just, I just don't know if people look at them and think, yeah, but they're special in some way. They have all this help, you know, and they, and, and in fact, that's not, that's just not how it is. So I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure that is such a good question. And I, I, I struggle with that, you know, um, um, I guess it's kind of, oh, Michelle Obama kind of did a little bit of this, right? She started to address kids' nutrition. Um, unfortunately, it was more sort of uh, food guidelines, but that that type of person, like somebody like that, that has this ability to get in front of people and really spread this message, um, I think that's that would be amazing. And I'm starting to see it a little bit. There are people that are starting to kind of come around and understand how important uh, whole foods are. Um, but they're still hung up on carbohydrates being so important in the diet when in fact they really aren't. So that's, we're still kind of hung up on that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually this guy who, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram or not, but he would be perfect for you to talk to. His name is Brian Sanders. And his All right. Oh, I, yeah. Yes. I do know Brian Sanders and I do follow him. Absolutely. And he's spreading the message. Yes, I figured that you would probably know him, but if you didn't, that you would love what he was saying. I do, I do, I do. I really like him a lot. He's got such good information. Though my only problem with Brian is sometimes he can be a little bit um, cheeky, mm. um, so to speak. Like, so sometimes he'll he'll present something that's so you know great, but he'll do it in a cheeky way that makes it difficult for me to then you know forward that message because I'm like. Ugh you know, I think he could, he could, he could turn people off. You know, when you get a little bit cheeky, some people are just like, oh, you know, whatever, but he's fantastic. And yeah, he and I follow all the same people. We're in the same world. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's awesome. And, um, I've noticed that his posts do get a little cheeky. And I think part yeah. of that is just like, you know, when you're on social media and you're getting attention, oh, yeah. stuff like, and that. I, and I'm okay with it. Cause I know him and I understand, you know, the foundation of his information, but to bring somebody new in, it's kind of hard because they'd be like, mm, yep. you know, but that's okay. He's definitely spreading. He's doing a great job. Awesome. Awesome. So some sort of celebrity or influencer, right? It's, it's, um, you know, I'm working, trying to be my own influencer, but it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so easy. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's, we'll see. Absolutely. Absolutely. My son works in the film industry. Yeah. Maybe he'll end up meeting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, knows? if there was uh, one or two things that everyday people could do to help you accomplish your dream of spreading the message, how would they do it? Um, I think, um, and that's actually what I do. I don't, I don't do Facebook advertising. I don't do any Instagram advertising. So it's very organic. So to me, it's uh, my clients talking to their friends and then their friends getting in touch. 
uh, my email list, forwarding my emails. Um, I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I just don't advertise. So of course, then any kind of post that resonates sharing. So I do believe in that. I do believe in social sharing and that kind of thing, but mostly I need to have raving fans because I need my clients to be super happy. And that then, you know, brings new clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's a concept. I don't know if Russell Brunson was the first one to mention it, but it talks about your, like your 1000 true fans or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And that, and it's hard, right? Cause it's so funny. Cause when you first start an email list, you know, you want everybody on you, you know, you, you're like, Oh, I have this many people on my email list. And then you send a broadcast or you send a, an email and all of a sudden you're like, oh, these people unsubscribed. And at first you're kind of like shook, you know, like, Oh my gosh. But then you get to this point, I've been doing this for a long time. And you're just like, Oh, whew, thank goodness. They were, they were definitely not my people, you know, they didn't, yeah. ha- they didn't need my message and then they, and they jumped. So that's good. But it's so funny when you can finally make that turn where you're just like, oh, phew, I'm not talking to the wrong people, you know, now they're gone. They're gone. Now I have the right people. So it's funny to watch your email list. Sometimes it grows and sometimes it stagnates because people come on and people drop off, but it's just feels it's getting stronger because the right people are staying and, and joining, which is kind of fun to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can people join your email list? Uh, well, they can go and find me. So this is pretty easy. My, my business name is The Simplicity of Wellness. So there's a website, thesimplicityofwellness.com. Uh, my Facebook, The Simplicity of Wellness. My e- Instagram, The Simplicity of Wellness. And I think my LinkedIn is also The Simplicity of Wellness. Um, and if you go to my website, um, so I do run a group program, 12-week program called Hangry to Healthy, um, but I only run it a couple times a year. So I have my holiday group going right now. They started October 1st. We go through the holidays and then I'll have my next group um, in January. We'll start for those that just couldn't, they didn't want to jump in during the holidays. So we start in January. Um, But in the interim, if you go to my website, I run a free mini course So kind of to help people get started and help them kind of wrap their head around this idea of maybe making some changes. So diet change is one thing, but then we really get into like lifestyle habits. What are you doing? Because your habits are what have created how you live. So we need to go in there and we need to investigate, you know, how do we shift some of these habits so that what you're doing is now creating habits that are pushing you toward better without you having to think about it. The stuff that you just do every day without thinking about it is actually moving your body to optimal. That's the goal. Um, so we, we do a lot of that. So we do a, have to get into that. So we, we start with all the food stuff and we do the whole food thing for 12 weeks. But on top of that, we get into, of course, sleep. And then we get into what I call thinking on purpose, which is this habit piece. We do some stuff on exercise. We start working with protein and understanding how you balance your protein so that you're getting enough and you're balancing your appetite. Anyway, so the mini course, it's five days. It comes in your email. I tried to make it super simple for people. Um, And the beginning, like the first lesson in the mini course is all about uh, conflicting priorities. So people often think they want to change, but they don't understand that there's another piece of them that doesn't want to change and they have to recognize which one's stronger. And so they get mad at themselves because they've set this goal and they can't seem to do it. 
But what they aren't, what they aren't recognizing is there's a, a conflicting priority that's holding them back. So I take them through some exercises to try to figure out if, you know, what they're, why, why do they want to make changes? And if they really do, or what their conflicting priorities may be. And then, you know, once you identify those, then you can kind of weigh them and be like, okay, I know that there's this thing over here that kind of holds me back. But now that I know that I can intentionally focus on this kind of stuff. So that's kind of the first thing. And um, I think it's day three that I, everybody loves this part of it. I go through this whole um, fuel cycle. So how your body uses fuel. Um, it's a top-down system. And at the very bottom is body fat. And everybody wants to burn body fat, but you can't get there till you go through the top of the system. So we've got sugar, blood sugar, stored sugars, and then fatty acids. So fats coming in from your diet. All of that needs to be fairly cleared out in at level healthy, healthy levels before your body can actually dive in and use body fat. So you have to understand what you're eating and how that's impacting your fuel system. So I can tell you one. what email list I'm joining later today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my, 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 my website's super, super simple. Cause I just, I just funnel you into the program. So you get to my website, there's one button and it just funnels you into the program. Cause that's what I offer. And then of course, I always mention in the emails that I do one-on-one -on -one consultations. So if people want to don't want to wait for the group program, then that we can always do one-on-one, -on -one, but awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. So what we're going to jump into our thriving three now, we're just going to okay. hear about how you thrive in life. And so our first question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So, um, um, my current favorite podcast is um, I, I don't want to get the name wrong. I wrote it down. Other than this one. Right. <laughs> uh, the Metabolic Classroom with Dr. Um, ben Bickman. So he is, he's amazing uh, and just such a level-headed, kind man, but he's so interested. He's so into metabolic science. It's so interesting, the, the topics that he covers. So that's definitely my favorite podcast currently. Love it. Love it. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, let's see, what do I say here? Um, oh yeah. So, um, when I was 50, I joined a powerlifting gym. So I have a strength and conditioning coach and I, that is my favorite way to take care of myself. So I meet with him, uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and it's fantastic. And I really, I took a year off during COVID and kind of worked out at home and I'm back and it's, uh, it makes all the difference. It was, I literally, for that year, I wasn't going, I would lay in bed an extra hour, but now I go over, I, I try to get over there by six 30 in the morning. So I got to get up, got to get going. So Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to, to take if you're already doing it to really get that message out there and push to those 50 plus people who are in their second childhood? Um, for me, the action step is just really, um, making sure that I send my weekly email. I have to be consistent with my email. I need to make sure I'm sending and, and value to the people that do follow me. I'm trying to always think, you know, what can I, you know, create and who can I share that with and what do they need? So I try to make sure that my emails are useful 
and have information. So they always end with a recipe, always. Every, every email has a recipe. Um, so that is to me the biggest thing I can do is stay consistent with the people that do want to hear from me. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, do you have anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? I don't know. I think, you know, that's kind of my thing. That's what I do. I, you know, um, I love people to reach out and, you know, check out my, my website. Uh, I think at the beginning we started chatting and I think one of the things that was so interesting was, you know, you said you're 22 and you were saying, you know, does that make a difference? And it does make a difference. But one of my favorite things is when I work with people who have teenagers um, or younger adults, maybe still living in the, at home, because they actually influence what those people are eating and then how those people feel. So, you know, every, every home has a gatekeeper, somebody who is the food gatekeeper. And so I love it if I know I'm working with somebody who has family, because it's not, I'm not just working with them. I'm working with the whole family. So please keep in mind when you're young, if I can get people to understand how damaging and inflammatory sugar is when they're young, it, it, they will carry this through life. I mean, I wish I was, you know, had started when I was in my twenties and I'm thankfully my kids actually listen to me and they're both, my son's 25, my daughter's 28 and married. Um, and I have two grandkids and they all eat very low sugar, very high protein, and they're amazingly healthy. And, you know, it's, it's so amazing. So understand. So when you're young, you can go and have your, your blood work done and it can come back and it can look amazing. But often that doesn't necessarily mean that you really are healthy, right? You have to understand that when you're young, your body's going to do everything it can to keep things balanced. So one of the things for young people out there, when you get your lab work done, ask to get a fasting insulin level. They don't do that typically. Make sure they add fasting insulin to your lab work because all they're going to do is look at your blood sugar. So your fasting glucose, you can have, you know, fasting, healthy fasting glucose, um, for years with a really high insulin level. So if they're not checking your insulin, they don't recognize that your blood sugar is actually not good. Your insulin is so high. It's keeping it stable. So what happens is you're going to the doctor and they're like, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. All of a sudden they're like, Hey, you're a pre-diabetic. And you're like, what? Out of the blue, I was fine, fine, fine. But if they had looked and been following your insulin, they could have seen that happening 15 years earlier. So it can, your insulin can be high for 15, even to 20 years before your blood sugar can go wonky. Yeah. So that's really important. So just track your insulin, make sure, you know, you're always getting that tested at least once a year when you have your labs done and it's not expensive. So they shouldn't give you a lot of pushback on adding fasting insulin to your lab work. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. I love yeah. it. Well, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you loved what Amy had to say, love the uh, knowledge she bestowed on us about nutrition, please reach out to her, make contact, maybe sign up for a one-on-one -on -one consultation, but definitely join her email list and get that free course. Uh, yes. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. And guys, thank you for listening. Last thing we always ask you to do is send this episode to somebody who needs to hear it. So if you have somebody who's 50 or older and in your life and you know they're struggling with energy levels or not feeling great, send them this episode, connect them to Amy, and let's make sure that they get what they need to get to start living out their second childhood how they should. That's right.
<laughs> Make it good. <laughs> awesome. And go ahead and drop us a review on iTunes. Five stars, please. And we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.